Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. I was talking with my friend Tony the other day, who is a travel agent, the one who put together the two trips I took to the Holy Land, and we're hoping to put another trip together here soon, go from Prince of Peace to the Holy Land. But as I was doing that then, I was thinking back on this transfiguration Sunday from a few years ago, right after we had returned from our trip, still on the high from that trip, still on the mountaintop from that trip. And we had, in fact, gone to the mountaintop that we believe that, or at least since the fourth century, they have believed that Jesus was on when this transfiguration happened, Mount Tabor. And up on top, you can see here a picture of the church that's up on top of that mountain, a beautiful new church that's been built there to commemorate the transfiguration. There's a beautiful mosaic in the dome at the front of the name of nave. Um, go to the next slide, and you can see that that depicts the transfiguration with Jesus there, with Moses and Elijah, the disciples watching there. And then down in the crypt below on the next slide, you can see the nave of one of the earlier churches because it goes all the way back to the fourth century that there have been churches built on this site. In fact, the next slide is the remains of the Crusader church that had stood there. One of the things that that reminds us of, though, too, is that this is a land where there have been many a battle over the years and different people controlling that territory, and so the crusaders would build a church, and it would eventually get torn down by those occupying the land, and back and forth it has gone. And in fact, on the next slide, you can look from the observation deck over what is known as the Jezreel Valley down below. And you look there, it's now it's a lot of farmland. In fact, it is one of the more fertile places in the Holy Land, an important spot that's low in the valley where you would be able to feed an army that is coming through. And in fact, on the next slide, you can see from the opposite side of the valley, this picture is taken from a place called Megiddo. Megiddo is that famous fortress that uh, we hear about in John's Revelation, a fortress that covers one of the passes going into the Jezreel Valley, the strategic location that's so important there and why so many battles have been fought there over so many years. Let's go to the next slide there. So you can see that little dark spot in the middle there, that is the Jezreel Valley. Those yellow sections are all high country. And so there are these four passages that go through the valley and become this important place to, to connect the sea to the Northland and so any army coming through always seemed to go through there. It's why Megiddo was built there, why it was torn down and rebuilt so many times as a fortress guarding one of those essential 
passes. And so this becomes a centerpiece. You go to the next slide. For 34 different battles over the ages that have been fought there in the Jezreel Valley. So as Jesus stood there on Mount Tabor at the Transfiguration, he was certainly focused on the message of blessing he was receiving from God. But in each of the Gospels, it's the disciples that are the ones that are interested in staying there in that holy moment up on top of the mountain. But it's Jesus who is instead prepared to head back down into the valley to continue his work. And I have to wonder if part of his resolve has to do with his view from that mountain. So let's go to the next slide. You can see Mount Tabor that is highlighted there. And when he would look down on one side of that mountain, you go to the next slide, you can see where Megiddo would have been across the valley, where he could see that off in the distance. And then you look to the other side, and you have the Via Maris, the way of the sea, one of those main routes in and out of the valley. Also the way to his home base in Capernaum, and then beyond to the region of the Gentiles, where his ultim ultimately his message of love and peace must go. Jesus understands his identity, which is reaffirmed on the mountain, and he knows his mission. And it is this clarity of understanding that drives his ministry then in the world. Jesus knew our propensity for violence and conflict. And as he looked down over the valley, he looked out on an occupied land where he knew there was a long, simmering rebellion brewing. And again and again throughout his ministry, Jesus shared a message of peace and resistance to oppression through nonviolence. He knew that violence against Rome would bring more heartache and grief to the people of Israel. As I preached about this experience there on Mount Tabor in 2019, my head was on the mountaintop where we had recently been. But as I thought about being there this year, I thought about the valley below. As we all are watching those images from Ukraine pouring in, it's infuriating. It brings forth anger to think that Putin can be so brazen in his attack on freedom and international laws governing the recognition of the borders of sovereign nations. I watch it and I get this urge to go and stand alongside of the fighters standing in opposition to Putin. That we also know the destructive costs of war. We know what far too many countries look like following years and years of wars. Too many lives are lost, too much destruction is done, and marginalized communities are left even more fragile in their wake. We certainly are inspired by stories of Ukrainian soldiers and citizens protecting their homeland, but ultimately our hope as Christians must be in the peacemakers. The most hopeful thing we have seen so far in this conflict is the willingness of ordinary Russian citizens to pour out into their streets and protest over these actions. It's the solidarity of nations standing in opposition to
to Putin with unity and economic sanctions and clarity about the injustice and the inhumanity of his actions. We support defensive measures to protect lives, but as followers of Jesus, our hope and our actions are always aimed at restoring a world with grace and peace. In a world where it seems like we confront the way of power and violence every day, it's easy to give in to this being the predominant narrative of the world. This is why it's so important to stay connected to the community of faith, the Word of God and the sacraments as gifts through which we touch and we taste and we see the goodness and grace of God. As we hear the story today about the transfiguration, it's good to leave the valley behind for a moment and stand up on the mountain with Jesus. And we do go there in our baptism. It's from the baptismal mountaintop that we look over the broad spectrum of our lives and see them from beginning to end. And it is the baptismal assurance of the ending of the story that guides us on our journey through life. When we gather here for funerals, we are marking the end of someone's life, but we do so by going back to the beginning. We give thanks for their baptisms and remember that it's precisely the assurance of the future eternal life in Christ Jesus that gives us the freedom to live life fully here and now on earth. Seeking that world that we know is yet to come but can be realized now through the grace and peace of Jesus. The assurance of the future hope gives greater depth and meaning to our lives together, and it enables us to see life with all of its turmoil, all of its hardship, still as a journey towards hope and wholeness. When we go with Jesus who turns the despair of the cross into the light of the resurrection, it is a gift to go to the mountain. And it is a gift to take that experience with us back down into the valleys of this life. Because we need that clarity of mountaintop vision, particularly at moments of great darkness and despair like we're currently experiencing on the world stage. We get mired in the muck of this world, and at times it can feel like we're getting stuck in it. But it's in those moments we can look at our lives through that lens of baptism. We can see things do look different. We can find that hope and healing in places of this world where too often all we see is despair. We begin our Lenten journey this week with ashes on Wednesday. And then next Sunday we'll begin our Lenten journey, the choices we make. I pray that you'll join us on this journey as an opportunity to be renewed in your baptismal identity and your commitment to the mission of Jesus. To think about the choices that we make on a daily basis and do they point us towards God's mission of hope and healing in this world or do they point us towards that self-focus or that despair that's a prevalent narrative in this world. I pray that you'll join us on this journey as an opportunity to be renewed in your baptismal identity, 
washed in the waters, marked with the cross of Christ forever, we are faced with these choices. In the face of all of the evil that we currently see, we have the opportunity to come together as God's people here in this place to discern God's mission in the world and to encourage each other to choose love, choose peace in this world. If you haven't already committed, I encourage you to take the plunge. Put together your own group, join together with us here on Sunday mornings or on Wednesday mornings or in the Wednesday evenings on the Faith Online. Look out across the mountains and into the valley. See how God is charting a course towards love and peace. And be more bold in this calling because you know your own identity as a beloved child of God. Join the journey and trust more deeply in the eternal promise that frees you to live more fully here and now as we serve together in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.